0: we have a very special guest alert because on today's show we are bringing on one of the best people covering chargers football right now espn's chris Wim, who's coming on to talk about the impact of jim harbaugh new general manager joe hortiz in this bright chargers future
1: you are locked on chargers your daily podcast on the los angeles chargers part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
0: What is up and welcome into the On Chargers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David And We've been covering the Chargers together now for eight seasons, but this is our sixth year as the host of the On Chargers Podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, the Everydayers for making us your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss big interviews like the one we have on today's show, make sure to go subscribe or follow for free on the On Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. And David, we have a lot to get into with Chris Rim, including why he thinks Jim Harbaugh is the best thing that could have happened to the Chargers this offseason, his initial reaction to the Chargers bringing in new general manager Joe Hortiz and also defensive coordinator Jesse Minter, and just how all of this is going to affect Justin Herbert, the draft, and this very, very crucial Chargers offseason. But today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets. If your best bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Here he is, Chris Rim. All right, guys, we have a very special guest on today's show because we are bringing an ESPN's Chargers writer, Chris Rim, onto the show today. And you can find him on Twitter at Chris Rim1 if you guys want to follow him because he's been putting out stuff like crazy during this Jim Harbaugh mania. So, Chris, I know it's a busy time for you. Thank you so much for giving us some time today.
2: Yeah, thank you. Glad we could do it.
0: Yeah, no problem, man. I've been super impressed with your work. I mean, if you guys haven't, make sure you go on ESPN and look up the Chris Rim articles because he's been putting out stuff like crazy and does really, really quality writing over there. So make sure you guys check it out. But, Chris, I mean, there's no place for us to start other than Harbaugh Mania because that is what all Chargers fans want to hear about it right now, and they've let us know as much. I mean, if it's not Jim Harbaugh, they don't care right now. So the Chargers definitely made the biggest splash of the offseason so far by hiring Jim Harbaugh away from Michigan to be their head coach what do you think it means for the Chargers franchise to be able to land a proven winner like Harbaugh to take over this team?
2: Yeah, I mean, it means I don't want to get into hyperbole, but it means everything. You know, it's, you know, a team in a, the second largest market in America that is, you know, kind of been an afterthought in that market. absolutely. And now you have a, a name for one and, and not only just a name, but a name that comes with the charisma attached to that name, right? Like he's going to give you quotes at press conferences, he's gonna <laughs> give you stories. He's a, he's a, cause I think, you know, having a name matters, but also having someone who is charismatic, who can carry that, you know, people yeah. are, more people are going to want to come to games. More media is going to cover this team. Um, there's going to be a lot more interest around the chargers, more, more money. Um, you know, you expect more wins, you know, that's ultimately the the thing that you want more wins. Right. And you get to pair this, Quarterback who I think many believe can be, you know, what the best in the league, if not one of the best, you know, if he's not already there already when he's healthy. So, you know, pairing him with a guy like Harbaugh, you know, I mean, I think it means everything to, you know, don't want to overstate it, but I'm overstating it.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, by all accounts, I don't think that's an overstatement. I think everyone. It doesn't feel been... like
0: there's anything you can say at this point that <laughs> sounds like hyperbole, especially with just how down Chargers fans were. Following up, you know, twenty-seven to zero comeback by the Jaguars, and then you follow that up with a season where you lose to a division rival, sixty-three to twenty-one. David, it's like yeah. this fuels like the second coming of Jesus. Like this is <laughs> he is the Messiah for Chargers fans right now.
1: Oh, absolutely, and it was just so universal. Every single, I mean, yeah. almost to a person. Everyone yeah. wanted Jim Harbaugh to be the head coach of the Chargers. And now it actually came to fruition, which still feels a little bit weird because the yeah. Charger fans don't get what they want. So yeah. uh, this is a very foreign feeling. But another <laughs> piece of big news coming out of Monday is that the Chargers will likely hire Ravens director of person uh, direct player personnel, Joe Hortiz to be their next general manager. It was always going to be important to the Chargers to find someone that would partner well with Jim Harbaugh and the they said that you know they've worked well uh, in the past and they have an established relationship. What were your kind of initial thoughts on the new GM Joe Hortiz?
2: Yeah, I think for for anyone following the search, at least it didn't come as a surprise. Probably the most that it was going to be either him or, or Brandon Brown from the Giants. Yeah, in my opinion, I, I thought either option sounded great. Um, I think Hortiz brings some a lot more experience than than Brown had and experience. You know, getting great players going on. Well, not going on deep. Well, I guess going on deep playoff rounds, but also, yeah. you know, just being in the playoffs, right? Building teams. Consistency. That, that, yeah. You know, yeah. Consistently going to the playoffs and playing the playoffs. And then, you know, he's dealt with his brother for, you know, past what, 12, however long he's been there for, yeah, I think about, 16
0: like, years he's worked years, with John Harbaugh. Years. It's crazy.
2: Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, so they've been working together. And I think that's a, a good sign that they have the, you know, familiarity with the family. They'll probably get invited to Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think it just—I got a text today, actually, from a friend, like who's also or he covers another team. But he said, you know, after the Horts, you know, expected to be hired, um, you know, news broke. He, he texted me like the the Chargers are appear to be a serious franchise now. He sent me something like that, and I, and I just kind of laughed at the message. But you know, both of the moves, man, they on paper at least they look good. You know, you can't predict anything, but they—if if there are any questions about the Spanoses, you know, there was questions about. You know, what they spend for a coach or you know, what you know, why do they never seem to make the decision that, that seems the most obvious or makes the most sense? Right. You know, and you can say it took them forever to do it, but they're yeah. doing it now.
0: Yeah, one well, I think especially for them, it's like you also have to combine that with the fact that, you know, in the last three coaching cycles they went through, Andy Reid was hired for be the Chiefs coach, Kyle Shanahan was hired to be the 49ers coach, Sean McVay also hired to be the Rams coach. It's like they just they've gotten it wrong. And they missed out on the big fish in every coaching circle or cycle you know so far that they have needed a coach so like i think with, with someone like joe hortiz especially because of how much of a dumpster fire it was at the end and with the 49ers right like if you go to three nfc championship games and your worst season is an eight and eight year and you get canned after that Like something is going wrong, right? That's not a, that's not a performance performance issue like that. Chargers fans would absolutely actually probably literally kill someone to go to three (laughs) straight AFC championship (laughs) games. Right. So like, I think for them to get someone like Joe Hortiz, to get someone like Jim Harbaugh to be making what's considered the smart moves and moves that make sense, right? Trying to find cohesiveness, finding someone that is going to be willing to work along with a head coach. One of the few head coaches in the league that has full personnel control potentially, you know, or do have as big of a power share as Jim Harbaugh is reportedly going to have. I think that was hugely important, especially so you make it, so it doesn't end up like it did with the 49ers, where you're getting rid of them after an eight and eight season. And the Chargers have only finished better than 500, like a handful of times in the Tom Telesco era. So like it it shows you the differences between serious and unserious franchises, if you will. But the biggest benefactor of this move has to be Justin Herbert, because when you look at Jim Harbaugh's track record, he's helped improve every single quarterback that he's worked with. And in a large part has really elevated guys who weren't doing much. else outside of when they worked with Jim Harbaugh, right? Whether it's, you know, Colin Kaepernick or Alex Smith or, you know, Andrew Luck, I'm sure was going to be great kind of regardless, but even like the Josh Johnson's and even the JJ McCarthy's of the world. Right. So like, Herbert now has a coach that is worthy of his talent. But do you think that the addition of Jim Harbaugh also kind of brings a new level of pressure and expectations because it's like, nobody's blaming the coach now.
2: Right. Yeah. I think it brings a, a new level of, it definitely brings a new level of pressure and expectations, but it bring I think it brings it for everybody, right? It definitely yeah. brings it for, for Herbert across and the board. Sure. And the, pressure's, the pressure's already been there for him, yeah. but the, the ultimately the, the buck is going to stop, you know, with the quarterback and the coach. Always, it's always going to fall on those people. But especially in this in this scenario, when you got the highest paid player in franchise history, you got this, you know, top coach that you brought in. Um, you know, you're trying to. There's all eyes are going to be on the Chargers. This isn't when they hired you know Brandon Staley, or this isn't right. you know Atlanta with Raheem Morris. This is this isn't any other hire in this cycle. This is the the guy, the quarterback. This is L.A. Every there's, everybody's going to be watching, and so yeah, there's for sure pressure, and and yeah, added pressure on on Herbert and and Harbaugh for sure. But I don't think, I think it's in tandem. Like I don't, I wouldn't say that one has more pressure than the other. Sure, I think it's pretty pretty even there.
1: And I mean, I think when you're talking about that pressure, you you know, you're bringing in somebody that has met the moment pretty much everywhere that he's been and also is just coming off of a a college national championship and so yeah i think pressure is not something that scares jim harbaugh i think that's something he embraces and that you know he knows that he's the right man to kind of handle that we have so
0: much more good stuff to get into with chris rim so stay right there we're getting into that coming up right after this First, I need to tell you guys, though, happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. And to me, it starts and ends when I decide which Super Bowl party I'm going to go to by who is going to be serving up the best food. But the next thing after that is where can I find the best place to place my bets on Super Bowl Sunday, the last football day of the season. And FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you find ways to win all over the place on FanDuel, but you can also bet on who is going to win Super Bowl 58. But FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown. That's where I usually go. Anytime touchdown scores it feels like Christian McCaffrey is going to be a lock for that one, right? How many points will be scored overall? And all the weird little prop bets, too. That's my favorites. And also, new customers right now. If you join today, you'll get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, that means you get to find the best bet you like the most. As long as that $5 bet wins, you win $200 in bonus bets. Just visit FanDuel.com to sign up. That's FanDuel.com locked on Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook of the NFL
1: coming with Jim Harbaugh, uh, uh, reportedly is going to be defensive coordinator, Jesse Minter, uh, who, you know, is probably going to come and serve, uh, with the chargers in that same capacity. He was awesome with the Wolverines in 2023, but how big of an addition could that be for a defense that really never met expectations under Brandon Staley?
2: Yeah. I think it could be used, man. I mean, you look at, what you know, Mike McDonald's doing in, in Baltimore currently, and you see a lot of the same, similar, similar things that, that Michigan does now. You know, yeah, with you know how they they run those send pressures or how they get after um, you know QBs and you know how they how they stop the run and how they win at the line of scrimmage. It's it's a lot of the similar stuff, and I would just say, yeah, just look over at Baltimore. You should get excited about what you know Jesse Venture might bring to the Chargers. But yeah, I think a new defensive coordinator, you know, could. Could make things maybe more simple for guys, you know, on defense. Like, you know, in, in the final three games, I thought Derwin played um, a little bit better than he had been playing when when he was just asked to do, you know, less less of what he'd been been. Not been, everything, been, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> been doing before, um, you know, previously, because I think you know, obviously the the scheme that that Brandon was running had worked elsewhere. So you can't, you know, you're not going to say it's a, it's a terrible thing, but you know, sometimes you got to adjust with what you have right and i, I think that might have been the issue here and with with a guy like Mentors, it just seems like I, I think the defense will be excited and it's all just about the players and, and who's coming back it's really the biggest question about this team right like who's going to be on the roster yeah you know like that you know who's who's going to be playing so that that's what i wonder like yeah i'm i'm eager to see what the defense looks like i'm also eager to see who, who's on it who's playing yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: That seems like a very important part of this, right, is, is how yeah. many of these guys are going to be there. And I think that is the nice thing about Jesse Minter. It's like you look at someone like, a, you know, Mike McDaniel, that took almost the same exact path, right? A few years with the Ravens, goes and does defensive coordinator duties for Jim Harbaugh, makes his leap back to the NFL and has had, you know, one of the top defenses the last two years. This year, the top scoring defense in the NFL. But as we kind of learned under and Staley, though, it's like, hey, you can have a really good scheme, you can have a really proven scheme. But if something's getting lost in translation, you're just going to have a bunch of busted coverages in an attempt to have a perfectly covered play, you're going to have guys not doing what they're supposed to be doing. So the scheme is only as good as how good these players can go out there and execute it. So I think it's a great point that you bring up about just, hey, maybe that means it's a little bit simpler, right? But According to Jesse Minter, he went and took Mike McDaniel's op defense with Michigan McDonald's, and made his yeah. own tweaks to it, right? Yeah. Mike McDaniel, it was Mike McDonald's defense. Jesse Minter came in and according to his words, improved on it, right? And they, yeah. looking at what they did this year, it's hard to argue too much with that, but it is nice to see, okay, this guy has ties with Harbaugh and also you've kind of seen this already play out with someone like a. Uh, you know, McDaniel, McDonald, McDaniel, Mike McDonald, where, you know, you're seeing what they're doing, but they also had to go and get a Roquan Smith to get things to kind of actually start to click in because that's what it was last year. Halfway through the year, they go get Roquan Smith, totally changed the way that defense looked. So the guys that they can put and finding guys to fit in Jesse Minter's defense is going to be just as important. But I think going into this season, though, not knowing what the players you have are, that's obviously going to be something that's going to hang over us until we find out. But you know who the coach is now, right? And the thing is, is last year or even the last few years, you were going into these games feeling that the Chargers were at a major coaching disadvantage with Brandon Staley because he hadn't done it before, right? Especially when you're in a division like with guys like Andy Reid, with guys like Sean Payton in your own division, right? Do you think that having someone like Jim Harbaugh helps you kind of bridge the gap? So you go into these games not feeling that you're going to be losing because there's some gigantic Grand Canyon sized gap in the coaching on the sidelines.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you when you I mean, Jim Harbaugh when he you know, coached his first game, he'll be considered one of the better coaches in the NFL, probably amongst you know, That's his a good winning point. his record is, you know, he'd probably be considered among, you know, I don't know, the five best coaches.
0: I mean, I think he has the top winning percentage of any NFL coach right now as soon uh, as he steps back out there, which is crazy. Yeah,
2: so who you know, who else has gone to three conference championships in their, you know, first three seasons, right? So it's yeah. it's for sure uh, advantage right and it you know to be fair too, it it wouldn't really matter who the coach was before him right and let barring like you know new england or um you know if he was like kansas city's coach or something or you know denver's coach right it wouldn't really matter he'd be he'd be an upgrade so yeah you you should for sure feel in the in the afc west you know when everyone had that arms race you know a few years ago and it kind of still played out with the chiefs doing their thing um i think this 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 offseason is another one of those where you look at it and you're like, okay, um, you, you look at it on paper and you say, okay, Andy Reed, Mahomes, Peyton, whomever yeah, you say Harbaugh, Herbert. I, you know, if I was a fan, I'd like that combo comfortably number two in the division with the potential of, you know, competing with that, with, with that team that's, that's run the division for, you know, seven years now in the league. Yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah. So I think, I think, You know, the hardball, like I said, he's definitely an upgrade and he'd practically be an upgrade over most people. So, you know, it's it's a great again. It's like uh, the best thing that they could have (laughs) done. Yeah, I
1: think so, too. I just think it's nice to be able to go into games knowing that, you know, you have a head coach that's going to change the way that other people view your franchise and view your football team. And I think that's what Jim Harbaugh brings to the table immediately. But uh, if the Chargers want to succeed in 2024, I mean, they're going to have to draft exceptionally well to offset some of their, you know, looming cap issues that are going to be coming on the horizon. With Jim Harbaugh coming from the college ranks, do you think that he has an edge having played against and or recruited a lot of these players that have, you know, been in college football recently?
2: Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe. It's hard. Yeah, it is hard. Yeah, We've been like, talking about it too. You know, you, you pay, you, you pay, a uh, an entire, you know, portion of your team to scout these guys right like you have you know guys in every region you got guys responsible for the entire country one side of the country you know just the southeast so it's hard for me to say like they're at an advantage because of him because at the end of the day it's you know john you know uh, john jim jim harbaugh hasn't watched uh you know more football than the southeast regional scout that's right because he's worried about his own team yeah exactly like you know if you say who if 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 you're talking about michigan and he he brings in players from michigan for you know, absolutely has an advantage. Yeah. Right? And I'm sure, you know, you're going to see some, possibly some, you know, a few guys, but they come as, you know, uh, you know, UDFAs or, or if they draft someone from Michigan, right? Like you, they'll definitely have an advantage that way. But as far as like the whole college prospect, I, I wouldn't say there's much of an advantage there. I would say with Michigan and maybe in the Big Ten, he has someone like a, a little bit of an advantage. But, you know, these guys pay, you know, their scouts to do this stuff. And, and those guys know – you know a lot more than than the coaches because they're trying to coach their team right and they're yeah. they're scouting a the team that week and then they're scouting the next team the next week so that that's what that's what I would view it on that
0: Yeah, I think, you know, if you're talking about Michigan or even talking about Big Ten guys that maybe he scouted, you know, two or three times during the course of their career in the Big Ten, something like that, you probably have it. But I think where the advantage lies is just the connections that you've made at the collegiate level and finding out about these players off the field. I think that's honestly where the biggest kind of advantage comes from, because you have such good relationships, you have you know, at the collegiate level, that you should be able to get pretty good insight into some of the guys that you're going to be taking off the field, right? On the field, these scouts are watching more than any college football head coach has enough time to do by far. So I think that's a great point that you bring up there. We have more from Chris coming up after this, including what we can expect from Derwin James, if he can get back to an all-pro level, and how the Chargers can build a Jim Harbaugh-type roster coming up right after this. First though, I do need to tell you guys about eBay Motors, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. And as Chargers fans, I know you can like a guarantee because they don't have many. But with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. With the draft coming up, one of the biggest debates that's going to rage during this draft season, it's going to be a lot like what happened with the Bengals a couple of years ago, right? It was, hey, do you take Panay Sewell with your first pick in the draft, or do you take someone like Jamar Chase? Do you get the weapon for Justin Herbert, right? Or do you find protection for Justin Herbert with that fifth overall pick? So I think that's going to happen. We're already seeing it start to go right now, but do you think bringing in a guy like Harbaugh makes it more likely potentially we see someone that plays in the trenches as po- as opposed to maybe like a flashy skill player
2: man i don't that's a good that's a good question but i probably should have been more prepared for it
0: uh, i mean it's just stuff we've been like throwing out there too like hey will he yeah. take an offensive lineman just because like that's his brand he wants to be a trenches football team or you know
2: maybe does brock bowers make more sense now because he's kind of the middle of both yeah i mean here's what i would say you know i think I think taking a taking – a, in, in my eyes, and I think, you know, especially if this was the last regime, I, I think taking a tight end at five would, would have never happened at, with the last – Yeah, the
0: last going company.
2: And I, I think the returns on, you know, a tight end that high is typically not, you know, the best in terms of, you know, positional value and, yeah. and what you have to pay guys, right? Agreed. But the Lions are an example. Of that positional value does not really matter in the draft. So that's what I would say to the Brock Barris thing. As far as like O line versus receiver, I think, uh, you know, you you throw your hands up, right? I I think the, 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 I'm, I'm of the position that you win in the trenches. Yeah. The teams that, the teams that usually go far and or that consistently are competitive and consistently, you know, compete usually are good there. And, you know, you get a disgruntled wide receiver at some point, and you just you just get them right. Like you, so yeah. a lot of times, you know these guys are. You don't hear about too many disgruntled. You know, 30 million, 25 less, million less guys, diva guys. offensive tackles. You know what I mean, right? Like you, you don't <laughs> hear about that too much, right? So no, you don't. You know, that, that, that's how I think about it. But yeah. I mean, look at Cincinnati, who did it, and they went to the Super Bowl and they yeah. almost won it, right? So I'm I'm kind of dancing around the question, and then you know I'm it's here, but yeah, so. Based off Hardball's history, I, I, I guess it's just a different NFL at the time, right? You yeah. Know, like, how much can I can I look at that and base it off of that? So, yeah, I, I would say if it was me, I think I might go a line. It also depends how the draft board shakes out. Exactly. Such a good wide receiver class, too, you might be able to, you know, make something shake and, you know, get a guy you want later. Um, yeah. It was tough, man. What would y'all do? I mean, we've been, we've been baiting it. I mean, I think if you have – If
0: you think you have a chance to pair Justin Herbert for the next five years with a generational offensive weapon, I think you do that. But you have to be sold that that's a can't-miss prospect. That you're either getting him his George Kittle slash Travis Kelsey or you're getting him his Justin Jefferson or right or a Jamar Chase. Like if you yeah. think that's who that guy is and you're sold on that, I think you do it. If you're not sold on that, I think you trade back at all costs because it's also a super loaded tackle draft. You build up assets and you go from there and potentially take a tackle or a cornerback. I think if you're staying at five though, those, you know, game changing offensive players are only going to be there so long. I I think you pull the trigger on that, just in my opinion.
1: For sure. yeah i mean i think i'm, I'm right there w- w- with dan on that ex- exact uh sentiment there but you know historically jim harbaugh's teams are known for their physicality and he definitely builds rosters with very blue collar type of players uh, we know that the Chargers will have to find a way to get some of these big contracts off the books but do you think that this is going to be a major overhaul uh for the roster this year
2: <sighs> major overhaul. i mean i don't know man it's it's there's, you know, there's just that big four for one, right? And, yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, Mike Williams, Joey Bosa, Keenan Allen, Khalil Mack, who, you know, something's got to happen there with, yeah. with their cap hits, what they make. It's just not it's not feasible for all of them to be back as, yeah. as their contracts are right now. So, for one, things have to happen there. But, you know, at the end of the season, I was looking, you know, looking at the roster and looking around and trying to figure out how many people are for sure going to be back next year, right? right. I, I didn't get that many.
0: Yeah, Yeah, man, it feels like it go a lot of different directions.
2: Yeah, so it it really could, it really could be, uh, you know, a a facelift, right? But when you when I was talking about this elsewhere, I think when you're, I don't want to call it a rebuild, but when you're, you know, trying to retooling, yeah, something like that, your own culture, you're you're building your your thing now. You also want to have people a part of that to have like you know, institutional knowledge or or that are leaders in the in the locker room, right? You know, and, yeah. and when I think about that, it's like Keenan and, and Khalil are 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 really, you know, not only cornerstones for the franchise, when you talk about Keenan, right? He's been yeah. here forever from yeah. San Diego to LA from Philip yeah. Justin Herbert, everything in between. Um, you know, and he's still good. Like he's not yeah, yeah. most importantly, still, yeah. Very, you know, if you believe he's been a decline or, you know, you know, when you look at the numbers, the age, you know, maybe, maybe he is right. But when you're, when you're weighing a team, it's, it's not like Madden. Right. And how much, how much is, you know, how good he is now, the potential he might decline in a few years, plus the institutional knowledge he has, the leadership he has, and how he can help, you know, turn this thing around quickly by being there um, matter in a decision of keeping him or moving him. Right. Like you, you know, him and Khalil, the same way Khalil hasn't been here forever, but everyone respects Khalil. Right. He, yeah. he, Instant respect. Yeah, he's the guy on defense, him and and Derwin, you know, they're very respected. And when he speaks, people listen, right? So I think those cornerstones are important when you're trying to build something new. Yeah. And I think that they try to make something work with those guys, specifically with with Keenan there's also the lore of these guys are coming off great seasons. I could, what if I could get like a, a second or something? Sure. Like those are also your best
0: yeah. trade assets, even <laughs> though they're the guys you most want them back. Right. Yeah. I think. And, yeah, And
2: they're like 30, you know, 32, 31, you know, maybe, maybe I could get something back. That's, that's very attractive, you know, especially yeah. um, on that roster. So answer your question. I think this roster is going to look very different next year. And, yeah. and you know, I can't, I can't you know, I don't know if I could get to like 15 people. I'm, you know, certain for sure that they'll be back. Right. So, yeah, we could for sure see see, you know, maybe a big change.
0: Yeah, and it's not just the guys they have to let go, right? It's the inability to bring back a lot of the guys they have heading into free agency because of just like what the cap situation looks like right now. We don't know how much they're going to be able to open up, but I am glad and we'll get you out on this one that you brought up Derwin James because he did have a down season this year, but he was mostly healthy for the most part and has been over the last couple of seasons. No big chunks of games missed, but how important do you think it is for this next defensive regime, knowing what the Chargers have invested in Derwin James, for them to get him playing at or at least close to that all pro level again.
2: Yeah, I mean it's 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 paramount, man. You know, it's at at its at its most basic, at the most basic, you know, reasoning here, it's, you know, there's too much money invested into that position for you you not to get returns on that, right? Like at the most basic level right and and I think part of that was one of the reasons why they had him doing so much because one he's you know he's a great brilliant player brilliant mind and you yeah. believe he can do all those things but you're also paying him you know to be more than just right that you know yeah you're they, trying to
0: get your money's worth yeah yeah
2: exactly right so so you want to but at but at the minimum you just want him to excel right and that's why yeah. I think you saw them pull back right because it's like at the end of the day we got a really good guy who's good who's one of the best in the league at what he does best right and what he does well right when he's playing free when he's playing fly fly when he can hit the crap out of people and that's what you need to let I think that's what you let Derwin do right and I think a a new you know mentor will come in and you know the new regime probably will, will see that and um make that happen but but as far as getting him back to that I would assume that's you know on the you know top of the list for the new DC Yeah, I mean, and it feels like,
0: you know, it's not like he is slowed down at all by being the face of this franchise. Like, he is that. He is the leader. He is the guy that all these guys respect. And it does feel like he can get back to it physically. And, you know, obviously, he's had a lot of surgeries and things like that, you know. But it still feels like, hey, that last stretch of the season, you saw him, right? And it felt like, hey, yes, Derwin James... You can have him do all these things. He has the ability to do all these things. But are you still getting the full version of him if you're pulling him in that many different directions and having him call the defense and line people up and do all those things? And I think you're totally right about, hey, when you simplified it there for him at the end, you let him play fast and you let him play Derwin James' brand of football, which is big, physical, fast... He was playing a lot closer to the Derwin James that got that gigantic contract. So I think it's a great point. And I really appreciate you, Chris, making some time for us today. Make sure everyone, you go checking him out on Twitter at Chris Rim one on Twitter. And you can also find on ESPN, anything charges related basically is coming from Chris Rim at this point. He's doing a lot of great writing over there. So check ESPN because you're going to see a lot of good stuff from this guy going forward. In my opinion, a rising star in the industry and someone I can't wait to have on again. So, hey, thank you so much for coming on, man. We can't wait to have you back
2: yeah thank y'all man glad to do it finally it's about time
0: well another special thank you to chris rim definitely excited to potentially have him back on the show again especially as things continue to heat up this off season but make sure you guys are back here tomorrow because we'll be diving more into new Chargers general manager Joe Hortiz and why we like the move so much. And also another all-star signing because the Chargers are bringing in someone who can make a difference in the strength and conditioning room with Ben Herbert. We are very excited about that. So to make sure you don't miss tomorrow's show, go follow or subscribe for free on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcasts from. And hey, if you watch on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you listen to the podcast, make sure to go subscribe on YouTube, so you have all of the different ways to watch the Locked On Chargers podcast or listen to it. You can also find the show every day on our social media. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David at SD, as well as the show's page at Locked On LAC. You can also find us on Instagram at Locked On Chargers and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. We'll also be getting into a Chargers mailbag later in the week. So if you want to call in with your thirty-second Chargers question, call into three two three. 524 7924 but we hope you guys enjoyed another great interview today with Chris Rim and we continue to bring the biggest interviews and get into all of the latest Chargers crazy off-season news and we will continue to because it is your team every day and we'll be with you guys tomorrow but until then take it easy and go bolts